Welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Ethan. Hello! And Ricardo. Hello! Coming at you live on 2104. Okay, Traffic on the threes and the tens. Or something like that. We got your morning fix right here. More stimulating video game radio. Video, radio, radio. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Are you the sound? Where's the beef? <laughs> yes, uh, I'm right. the sound. I'm the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Someone's gotta do it. It's a dirty job, but someone's gotta do it. That's what they say. Uh, guys. It's our second week with me not being in the same room as you two. Yep. You two have always been in the same room, though. Yeah, we're just I sitting, mean, I'm sitting next to Ricardo right now. As far as they know, yeah. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> well, it's also, I mean, just like in life, like regardless of whether doing the podcast or not, I'm pretty sure you guys are always... In the same room? Yeah, I was in the same room. I wish. If only. <laughs> <laughs> if only life could be better. If only, just if like, only. The woodpecker uh, side. <laughs> that was from Holes. Yes, it was. It? Yep. That was from Holes. <laughs> yep. Sacker. Uh, Stanley uh, Yelnats. Yep. Yelnats. That's that's right. Uh, and Zero. Was it Zero? Was that his name? Zero. Yep. And armpit. Ar- armpit. Uh, well, I can't. Uh, I can't remember the rest of their Dumbass names. And Shia, La- and Shia, Shia, and Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is Stanley Yelnats. No, and he's no, caveman. They call him, no, he's, they call he's him caveman. He looks like a caveman these days. but Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing weird live streams. Hashtag They got shut down Shia. though, bro. Yeah, they did. They did get shut down. Uh, well, guys, um, as we do every podcast, whether we're together or apart, we drink some form of alcohol. It's been... It, before it was just beers. Now it has turned into anything. Just, I, th- I think well, we're back think to the beers this this week, a- though. Antifreeze or <laughs> rubbing alcohol, whatever we can get our hands on, you know, so to speak. Mm. Gotta get your, um, gotta get your fix. I tried uh, leftover Blake flute break food the other day. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Leftover, <laughs> like like you well, had like some, the after, you drank, like not you fresh. Drank some. Like I mean, not, all not fresh, fresh. It goes away. So I didn't want to spend that uh, read. Redeposit. This wasn't. That's called? This wasn't. This wasn't virgin break fluid. This was. Mm-hmm. Um, this no, was I don't. Reconstituted. No, I, can, I can't spring for that stuff. I can't. It's just nah. The taste difference is enough, you know. Yeah, sure. You get to, you have to filter it a few times. You can just use your own filter. At yeah, home exactly. Sometimes, and yeah. it just becomes just as good as the as the top shelf stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. Um, what are you drinking tonight, folks? Ethan, I don't 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 speak all at once now. Ethan, drinking what? Go. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it. Ethan, yeah, go. Okay. Uh, I'm drinking the same thing I drank last week. I'm finishing it off as a six-pack. I don't drink a lot of beer usually during the week or at all, um, except on the podcast. So I was like, oh, I still got this. It's pretty good. And so it's probably star. Passion that's probably a, Kicker from Green that's Flash. Pro- that's probably a better a better thing to do than what I do, which is I bought beer last week. It's like, oh, we're doing the podcast night. And then I had one every night, and now it's all gone. Yeah, that'll do <laughs> and it. And I'm like, oh, I drank that faster than I probably should have drank that. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I oscillate anywhere between 
having a, a a drink a night or like going through a couple of like a couple of nights with nothing and then one night I'll have multiple drinks. Yeah. <laughs> because have- we're because the 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 college newsroom turned us all into alcoholics. Oh boy. Well, I mean, a, a journalist and alcoholic are synonyms, so. Indeed. Uh especially I these mean, Ethan, days, I can imagine. Ethan, Ethan didn't like I mean, these days you probably need coffee more than alcohol because you need to just keep work because there's so many things happening. <laughs> just, you need to keep so much right wrong. Uh, I guess that's the only. I guess that's one of the. I saw an article actually that said something about the silver lining, and it was basically like journalism is awesome again. The ACLU is in the public mindset, like like a bunch of other stuff like that. Of like like uh, protests are happening again for things that matter, you know, stuff like that. Of of like, I guess people care more about things than they than they did, you know, four or five years ago when it wasn't like that important. Yeah, or when I mean, there. But there's of course like the the I'm the downside the problem. To, the that downside. Problem. I was gonna say the downside to that is that the reason why it is uh it is that way is very unfortunate. And there's All right, a car so, alarm going on out, outside. I want to make no, sure no. that it's not somebody breaking into my car again. So talk amongst yourselves for a second. All right. Well, I was going to ask. But I don't know what beer he had. As now, it's the same. I was going to ask the same thing. So I'll have to talk about what beer I've got instead. I guess you're next then. Um, I've got a beer here that I. It's not my car, so fuck them. All right. Cool. I've got a beer here that uh, uh, we uh, from a brewery that we've had before several times. Oh. But I I don't think we've had this one. Um, This is Twenty First Amendment Brewery. The ah. ones, uh, which, uh, uh, what was it, Live Free or Die, uh, and... Hell or High Watermelon? Hell or High Watermelon. They've also done, uh, the Fireside, Fireside Chats. Chat. Yep. Um, this one is called Sneak Attack, and it has, <laughs> it's a, it's a Saison. It's a very silly name. Uh, <laughs> you were very tickled by that name for so long. It's just, like, all these Sneak are the ones attack. very patriotic, and, like, you know, they have some no, association so, with American co- no, culture. No, no, this, this one does, too, if you let me finish my sentence. I know, the, but I'm just, I just did name Sneak Attack. Anyway, sorry. Sneak, <laughs> is it because it's, it's, it's sneaky? Yeah, sneaky. The Sneak Attack. Um, it's got a picture of George Washington crossing the Delaware. Which, okay. as you might remember from your history class, was in fact a sneak attack on Christmas Eve. That's true. To go kill all the German soldiers who were drunk that night because they were like, it's Christmas Eve. We get to take a break tonight. Uh, also, it's got a picture of him like holding. So everyone's like crossing the Delaware. Um, and uh, But it, he's got like a beer in his hand and like a big beer gut. And he's wearing no shirt. And the rest, <laughs> and, and the rest, of, them, and the rest of them all kind of have like summer like swimsuit clothes a la like 1920s. Okay. Okay. Um, I think the thing that's. It, I think the thing that even with still, that, but it's, it's still, still a silly but it's name. Still, but it's still got like snowy, icy, like you know, things around them. So. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, it is a farmhouse ale brewed with cardamom. We learned saisons are very similar to farmhouse ales for the most part. Uh, yeah, they're often used interchangeably. Um, it's it's good. It's got a nice amount of spice, but it's not actually too. Again, I I actually quite like it. It's not super strong. All right, I but it tastes good. W- might check it out, but I think as I mentioned the last time, I actually for some reason purchased the saison. Yeah, you I don't did. Really didn't care. You? I don't really care for saisons. This one, this one's more mild than that one was. Oh, okay. If that, if that makes you more open to it, but again, 
Yeah, buy beer that you like. <laughs> that's what that's what I say. Uh, unlike what do, you, what do you got, Ricardo? Unlike what I currently have, which I was uh, the other week, I was purchasing groceries at the Trader Joe's, and they have their own like little beer section. As we've had a couple of their beers, I think on the podcast, or at least one, the name tag. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a house. Uh, they had a house like a uh, double IPA. It is called the Bosun Double IPA. That's spelled B O A T S W A N. Like the, I've like, had like, that. like like the crew member of a ship. Yes, the Bosun. Is it it's, a? Uh, it is it a, like a purple? What's the container look like? It's got. It's like a. Co- it's like a copper red with. Okay, like, I think I have had that. And it is a, you know, it says twin screw steamer on here, very styled, like in a kind of like a old, old timey, like a riverboat style. Okay. Um, and it is a 8.4% alcohol and it is kind of, it's, it's a little swilly. This is kind of, this is kind of swill. Honestly. <laughs> oh, but it's, I think str- I had that, that. Wait, that's, that's strong and it still tastes swilly? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a double IPA, but it's just, you know, when you have an IPA or a double IPA, you really like to get that kind of like, you're going you're gonna to get a bitter taste regardless because of the, just the fact sure. that the, the hops, but you get a little bit more of the, like the freshness of the hops taste. You kind of get like more of that, uh, that herby kind of flavor. And this has that bitter taste, but it's just kind of like. In a in a weird way, deadened by the rest of the flavor, like by the rest of the flavor in here, which is just kind of like a swilly a swilly beer. Honestly, it's not very good. Again, it's taken me a, a week here to get through a six pack. So, I think uh, I had that, and I remember kind of thinking it was okay. Maybe it's just because it was really cheap. It's fine. That, that I kind and of was it, like kind of forgave. It's like okay flavor. I think it's it's fine, and like again with the. With the alcohol content of it, like, you're probably only going to, on any given night, you're probably only going to get through one anyways, but, like, it's just not necessarily enjoying it. So, this is my last one, and uh, I will probably not be drinking that again, so. Well, you know, you live and learn, right? Yep. As uh, Crush40 told me. (laughs) (laughs) You're uh, standing on the... Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. And the Edge of Tomorrow is none of that Boatswain double IPA. Yeah. <laughs> the Boatswain. Yeah. Is that what it was called? I don't know. Oh, Bosun is the pronunciation. It's of how it. you ah. pronounce it. But I uh, but I always read it. I Whenever I read that book or, or saw that word, I would be reading that word, not um, hearing it. So, yeah, whenever I read like Treasure Island or whatever, I'd be like, Boatswain. That's the name of the, that's the, name of the thing. So I don't do the same thing before. Boatswain. Well, other than uh, you know shipping terms, we like to talk about video games in this podcast occasionally as well. Sometimes, uh, you know, every now and then, uh, like about once a week, roughly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. What have you guys been playing, Ricardo? If anyone's been following you on Twitter, they know a lot about what you've been playing. Yes. You'd like to share. Okay, so this uh, last weekend, uh, February 9th through the 12th, was the last 
uh, beta for For Honor, Ubisoft's new multiplayer melee Vikings versus Knights versus Samurai game that they're releasing. Versus zombies. Uh, that they're actually releasing here. By the time you'll, this could, comes out, it will already be out because it's coming out the 14th. Valentine's Day. Get your Valentine a horribly violent multiplayer game for you yeah. and her to play together. Or him. Or whatever. Um, so I got into this last open beta. I had been watching For Honor's kind of a ramp up cycle since I think it was announced two E3s ago. I want to say was when the first sounds, sounds about yes, because because the first E3 was just the multiplayer showing and the second yeah. E3 was like when they showed the story mode off and stuff. Yeah, the first one was very much like it, it was weirdly it was like gameplay centric. The the first trailer of the, the 2015 yeah, which trailer which is weird because normally you go with a like a, a cinematic trailer a first teaser first with a little bit of gameplay but that one was all gameplay and i actually foolishly did not go back and rewatch some of that showing to see like how the game had changed from then until now but uh this is this was your last chance to try out the game before it came out i was pretty excited for it for for a good while now and I was uh, looking forward to it so I got into this last open beta and I got my hands on it and my first impression was Jesus Christ this game is actually kind of hard <laughs> like, <laughs> like this game is actually kind of um, like I mean I guess whenever you're dealing with any kind of multiplayer online game there's going to be a, a difficulty ramp up like you're not going to immediately jump in and be good at it but this game is so different than most games out there like they've done a multiplayer online melee focused like they've done those type of games before you talk about chivalry you talk about uh, mountain blade or maybe i can't remember there was another big uh, uh, war of the roses yes war of the, yes that one oh, um yeah. And, you know, they've done it before, but not kind of in this weirdly sort of arcadey, but still kind of deep style. It, it's it's a very interesting mix of gameplay. But after yeah, this is definitely the in-between between like Chivalry and Mountain Blade are a little more like they're not like crazy, crazy, but they're like, yeah. you know, you have to be kind of dedicated to get into those uh -huh. games. Yes. But this one's a little bit more uh, fast and loose, and it definitely kind of revels in a weird like in a weird midpoint of it almost feels fighting gamey at points but then at the same time it kind of also plays a little bit more like a like you would assume a MOBA 2 in that the different classes have different abilities and different things that they're good at um, so I guess I should just get right into talking about the way the game plays uh, in For Honor in the multiplayer modes, you'll be choosing a side in this big three-way faction war of uh, Vikings versus Knights versus Samurai. And you pick that faction right off the bat. But it lets you know right away that, hey, just because you you pick, say, the Vikings, which is what I picked, um, you don't, like, that doesn't mean you're going to be locked into playing only Viking classes in the multiplayer, you can actually play any of the, in the, the, the demo, or excuse me, the beta included nine classes. I believe that the actual game includes 12 different classes, four for each, uh, faction. 
Huh. So are they mirrored? Are they like? Do you have like the same classes on see, the same see, that's, different skins? Or see, that's what's interesting is that they're they are kind of split into different types, uh, like different archetypes. But each faction has, like, each faction has a class that is a slight variation on that thing. So, for example. The Knight Vanguard class, which is kind of your your simple to use uh, frontline fighter, is the the Warden, who's this uh, like sort of armored up uh, knight that has uh, a giant like bastard, like has like a big bastard sword, and that plays slightly different from the Vikings Vanguard class, which is the Raider, who's this big uh, Viking with this long axe. So, for example, the Warden plays a little bit more like simple and straightforward it has like a unblockable shoulder charge whereas the raider has this like real these really good guard break skills where you're going to be throwing Mm. guys around and pushing them around and stuff like that and kind of pushing them into walls or throwing them off of uh like off of ramparts to kill them and stuff so it's interesting but then it's like if i'm if you're picking a viking if you pick the viking faction to play for uh you aren't locked off from using the warden so like for example a lot of the times i'm i was a Vi- i'm a viking cl- a faction but i'm using the warden in the middle of the game so weird. it kind of it kind of like it's it's weird because like i see why they did it i see i mean that's they, like wobas right like it wouldn't make sense for Gollum to be fighting uh you know uh gandalf but exactly you know, i see i see what i see why they did it like they did it obviously so that it would be more balanced like so one i, I really hold on i, I just like to say i really like how the moba thing was like the first category <laughs> was, was the first thing he thought of was the middle earth was yeah it was, was, uh, oh, was mad, so i decided to bring it back up <laughs> how it breaks canon so hard yeah i mean that's the thing is like i can see why they did it from a gameplay standpoint but it also kind of makes the the sort of tenuous bonds you have with the faction that you pick at the beginning of the game a little bit less because you're not necessarily locked into playing as that faction's classes like you can you can play as a samurai class if you're a knight you can play as a knight class if you're a viking so that's a little weird but uh, i wonder if the story mode will I bet, but that's for that's for like balance purposes. But I wonder how the story mode will handle. That. I bet in the story mode they won't ever cross over. I bet they won't ever yeah. cross over. Um, yeah, probably not. So, so, but none of that is in the beta. All of it was uh, multiplayer, and it also kind of gives you a weird look at the meta game of For Honor. So, For Honor has like three basic uh, multiplayer game types one it, the main one is a four on four mode called dominion in which this is kind of your capture point style uh multiplayer game in which there are three capture points on a map and the like there's a point a and a point c which are kind of opposite sides of the map typically one team spawns near a the other team spawns near c and then b is a weird See, this is weird. It's like it's a weird MOBA style middle lane in which uh, minions kind of clash in the middle. And you're so like you the way you take over point B is you have to kind of clear out the enemy minions and have your minions push up to a certain line. And then that you control that that uh, that point. It's not just stand in the area and do huh. it. So it's hmm. it's a, it's a weird balance of like. 
you want to get the points. Like, the points where you just have to stand on them are easier to capture, and they flip a lot. But then that middle point is where... Like you can spend a lot of time clearing out enemy got like enemy uh, minions, and then other heroes run up, and then it's like a big like clash in which like you can retreat back into your minions, and then they have to deal with a bunch of minions. You know, like similar, similar to like you know, without j- joking aside, it is similar to a, a mo- yeah, MOBA. Yeah, totally, totally. In that regard. Um, so that's a real that's a, that's that's kind of the main mode. Uh, it's it it's cool the way that they end it. So basically, every time you control a control point it like obviously racks up points for you and every time it flips like you lose 100 points for whatever like for whatever capture point will flip on you and you gain x amount of points i can't remember if it's 100 for capturing a point and the goal is to get a thousand points once you reach a thousand points the enemy team will enter into a mode that's called breaking in which they can no longer respawn they can't respawn anymore so it's kind of like a last ditch effort to and the way that death works in this game is if you get taken down you can be revived by your teammates unless you're uh like executed there's these big kind of cinematic execution moves that you can do to enemies if you hit them with like a, a strong like a fierce attack or a strong attack when their health is down and uh, mm. so so like you can it kind of leads itself to these big comebacks where if you're within like 300 points of the enemy team when you enter breaking you can actually come back pretty pretty easily cuz uh, you can kind of make a weird final stand thing and that's that's kind of fun like i don't know the way the game kind of leans into these uh, to to its theme is is pretty cool. The other modes are a four on four deathmatch style game. Uh, one uh, it, one mode is called elimination, and then there's kind of just like an infinite respawns like four on four match. The elimination mode is cool because it'll be it basically pairs you off in teams in terms of like you will face off against one of the enemy teams somewhere on the map. And then uh, your, you know, your allies will be will have their opponent to face off. And basically you kill your the, the goal will be to kill the guy you're kind of matched up with and then go find one of your teammates who's locked like in a duel currently and try to help them try out. Kill, yeah, try yeah, to help try them and, out. That's so, pretty cool. The thing is, from what I've seen, you know, and heard of the game since it's announced and stuff like that is that like one on one duels are tricky. And then if, if you're two on one, you're like. You know, you got to be really good to be able yeah, to totally, totally. fight like, that off. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, because the way combat works in here is that you can, uh, you hold uh, on the PS4, it's L2, and you go into kind of like this lock-on, face-to-face, like, combat, like, uh, combat mode, in which there are three zones where you can be holding your weapon. It's There's like a right zone, a left zone, and a, and a top zone. And if you are holding your you know your weapon in the same zone that that's like mirroring your opponent you'll block their incoming damage unless they do like an unblockable attack in which case you can dodge out of the way so then it becomes kind of like a 
a weird game where you're like probing their defenses. You're kind of switching where you're holding your your weapon as you're doing combo chains. You're looking for the environment like for again, like I was talking about with the Raider. You have this this move where you can break their guard and then pick them up and carry them a few feet and then throw them down. And if you hit a wall during that time, you'll push them against the wall and knee them in the face and you'll stun them. And that opens them up for getting attacked or uh, like if there's an edge, you can carry them to the edge and just toss them off. So you kind of have to be really aware of where you're standing against certain classes. Um, and then again, like if yeah. you if you get finished off with like a, a strong attack, you'll get a prompt like a it's almost like a quick time event. You either press square or triangle like it doesn't matter and you can execute them. Otherwise, they can get picked up by a teammate uh, and they will eventually bleed out, but you, they can get picked up by a teammate. It it works. Uh, it works. Oddly, like oddly well, because you you gotta imagine they're trying to render a melee fight online. It's third person, like, right? Yes, it's third person. Okay, which I that, think also really really helps out because yeah, I, can't I like I played picture. stuff like Chivalry and it never connected for me. But I just don't think like there's only a couple games that do first person melee well. Like mm -hmm. I can name a handful, and the other ones just kind of feel flighty. Um, yeah. So I think like a third, yeah. So I say like a third person being kind of the way to do it, and yeah, you're right. Like doing melee combat online is super hard. Mm -hmm. And like and just it, look at fighting games, it, and it, then at least one of those games did had third person. Those other ones that were similar. Uh, Mountain Blade, I think, was third person, or you could play it mostly in third person. Yeah, the, and uh, like I think the way they kind of get around both of those problems, Ethan, is that the combat just feels super weighty. Like there's so uh. much weight behind your swings. Like there's so much weight behind your dodge rolls and stuff. Like it feels very almost weirdly Dark Souls in that way. Okay. Like so it kind of. Um, so like they might be hiding a few frames of lag in there, but you can't really tell because again you're kind of, you have to be kind of deliberate with the way you're attacking, or at least for certain classes. It's a smart way to do it, it seems like. Yeah, I, for certain classes, I know that there's like the the peacekeeper on the knight side, which is kind of like a faster class with that uses dual swords, and that one's probably a little bit more. You can notice maybe a few frames of lag here and there better, but I never got into that class. I stuck with kind of the big heavy guys. But um, yeah, uh, the only other mode which I didn't really get into was a literal 1v1 duel or 2v2 duel mode, which uh, never really didn't really appeal to me that much. I think partially because, again, I was I wasn't the best at uh, at those kind of 1v1 duels. Although there would be I uh, the the four on four like deathmatch style thing I would I would have some pretty good success in that mode, so I I had a lot of fun playing the beta. Uh, my only concerns with the the game after it comes out is just the number of maps. Uh, they kind of the even the three that were included in the beta felt a little samey like they, they it wasn't it wasn't dramatic the differences between all the different maps that were included mm. in that one so i'd be a little bit concerned and again uh the metagame is odd like 
you so again you pick a faction at the beginning of the game but then you so what you do is depending on how well you perform in a match you'll get you'll like level up your specific class that you're playing as which will open up new abilities for you and you can also get loot which you can kind of strap on to your guy and uh they i it seems like they do that intelligently in that no loot seems overpowered. Everything that you're going to add to your guy is going to Yeah, I didn't take... realize there was extra... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, if I get on. a new shaft for my... Uh, for my... Oh, yeah. If I get a new shaft for yeah. my long axe, it oh, might... Oh, yeah, your long axe. It might give me... Is that what you're calling it now? <laughs> it might give me better exhaustion-like recovery, but it might take away... Oh, like... yeah, your exhaustion goes way down. <laughs> You're able to keep that stamina up for a lot longer. But it might take away, like, the block damage. It might take away my block damage or something Uh like that. So, like, it's it's not like you're getting new gear and it's, like, making you overpowered. It's all sliders. It seems like sliders. Yeah, it's sliders. So, uh, I'm excited for... sliders. I'm excited for... For this, uh, I had forgotten that I had actually ordered it on Amazon a while back. So, oh wait, you, oh, wait, you, you bought the game? It? Yeah. So, oh, uh, no. So it'll be coming in tomorrow. So, yeah, oh, that's cool. the thing is, like, I had remembered, and then I after that first day, and I was having such a hard time with it, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, do I just cancel this right now? Because, like, do I really want this game? But uh, I gave it another cool. chance, and it's. It's a fun game. I like it. So you'll have to tell us all about it when you get it ne- for next week's podcast. Uh, I definitely want to hear about that story mode. I want to hear what that even. Yeah, I definitely. Like. Uh, Jeff Gersman really liked the story mode from when he played it at the last E3. Really? He really liked. He, yeah, he said he really liked that part more than the. But he's weird about his game opinion. Yeah, so totally. Who who knows? But he just he said he liked that more than the multiplayer part. So we will see how it turns out. Uh... Thanks for thanks for that update. I'm definitely interested. I like that game is not a game that I don't think I would buy, but I definitely thought it was cool how it was doing. I feel like I want to see thing. it. I feel like it'd be fun because it's yeah. I think it'd I be fun know. too. I think I'd have fun playing it, but like I felt like it was like just similar to those like chivalry games that like you mentioned, Ethan. Like it's like bringing that to the mainstream. I guess you would say it's not like necessarily reinventing kind of what it needs for me because I felt like those games were just a little bit too janky for me to enjoy. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can't buy the game anyway, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't play any games at all, ever, again, for the rest of your life. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, how's The Witcher? Did you, did you win it this week? I did. I did a bit. Um, got through most of, not most of Skelly Egg, but I've gotten pretty far into Skelly Egg. Just kind of mainline the main missions for a while. It actually, is, It's actually kind of fun when you just do the main missions, because it's like, oh, this is a continuous storyline. You don't get distracted on, like, other things going on. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been doing that. Like every now and then, like I, I'll like go through a bunch of just story missions. Yeah. I'm still in, I'm still in Novigrad right now, and um, uh, I like it depending on the story. Like I, like again, I've been kind of role playing it, so it's like, hey, we have to find this person like right now, and I'll be like, okay, I'll go do a bunch of that, you know, those things to go find those people. But then after that little line is done, then I'll run around town doing a bunch of odd jobs for people. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think now we're gonna do the part where we do a bunch of all the clean up all the side missions now in the side mission section probably this yeah. week. You got 100 percent it. Otherwise, it's not really finished game. Uh, no, no, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, those nah. quests that you failed. I mean, you failed some nah. quests. So you're gonna have to go back and nah. you're gonna restart your game to do those, aren't you? Uh, I mean, you can't buy any new games until that's Ricardo not what me. I said. Ricardo, Ricardo, back me up on this one. It's not no. all what I said. <laughs> no, no. 
you gotta you said you were gonna do all the DLC. You said you were gonna, gonna complete a hundred percent of the quests. Yeah. Uh, and mean, any quests already, you, that you, you lost that you lost that race of the Baron, so you yeah, have to go back. Yeah. And, any quests that you either got locked out of or you failed in the first run, you have to at least play up to that point to complete yeah. them. And uh, I didn't sign a contract, you know so what? none of this is binding, so you know, I'm just going to make I'm the just, rules up as they go, so I'm just it's saying, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, to, you know, to be fair to Ethan, if he if he has a save game from before that, he can just load that save game up. That's totally fair as well. He won't. That's, that's, no. He won't. <laughs> he saved all in one file? Has he saved every, everything on one <laughs> save file? No, or he'll... Uh, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily that. I'm just saying, like, he probably... Keeps some keeps like five files and then just continually updates from from there. Ethan, what do you do? That's, that's pretty that's accurate. Pre- okay. Honestly, I just hit the whatever auto save button and it just does this thing. No, uh, I I, I new save every 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 so often. Nah, that game that. is one of those games that doesn't actually load checkpoints. Like it just it just only has the auto saves and the manual saves. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes the auto saves pretty I, which, frequent. Eh, pretty frequent, but not as frequent as a lot of like more a lot of. A lot of modern games like checkpoint you like oh you're about to do a fight or you just saw a cutscene we'll like we'll auto save oh, right there. I've never had which those is issues. like no nah, we auto save every ten minutes and that's like every ten minutes like unless some like major story thing happens it's it's pretty much every ten minutes. So I I forgot that a few times in the early game when I was like running up against harder enemies and I was like oh right I now have to do like four or five things over again because I didn't save recently. Oops. I haven't had to do that in a while. Oops. Ethan, it says here you've been playing a game called Dank Souls, and I want to know what that means. <laughs> if you're just talking about Dark, Dark Souls, Souls. no, I just you... it's just Dark Souls. It's not anything cool. Then I wish I hell? I wish I found a game called Dank Souls. Ho- you got my hopes up. The Dank if could, Souls. If you could you find a game called Dank Souls, up. I would totally play it. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, I just been playing more Dark there's Souls. There's a market now. There's a there's a market here. There's so, an opportunity, guys. So where is your where are you currently at? In your I Dark have gotten Souls? to the first elevator, I guess. Where you okay. go back to the main area. So you again. got down to like the undead chapel. Did you ring, did you, did you ring a bell? Yes. No, yes. I did not ring a bell. Oh, you didn't ring a bell. Did you mm. fight gargoyles? Uh, no, if you fought gargoyles, okay. you would have rang the bell. Right, that's what no. I figured. But No, I have uh, not gotten that far yet. So you got down no. into the undead chapel, but then you were just like, fuck this. I'm well, I literally here. got to the elevator and I stopped. Oh, so. okay. I went down the elevator, and this guy was like, oh, good you do miracles, point, right? and I'm like, ah, I'm not really faith-based, so I'm not going to do that. Is it um, the bowl cut guy? Yeah. You, you sec- secularist? There's some, there's, some, uh, there's some shit with that guy. How do I get magic, man? How do I get some magic spells? Uh, Well, do you have either intelligence or faith? Yeah, I got intelligence. Okay, well, doesn't, doesn't doesn't magic work differently in the first Dark Souls too? Well, the like, way the way dark uh, the way uh like magic works in Dark Souls is if you have the intelligence to it, you also need attunement slots to like put the like put I'm, the magic spells in, and you can only like slot them into the attunement slots at bonfires. So yeah. you have to. Well, kind I only of, have two, I, have, I have one free attunement slot with like okay. nothing in it, and I need to find something to put it in there, and I've not been able to find any. Have magic you spells. gotten Griggs to be at the at uh what's it called Firelink Shrine Firelink Fire, Fire, Fire Fire Shrine. I is Griggs so. there? Fireside chat. Because he's one of the main Griggs. guys who sells you magics. Oh no, I've not found him. Okay, well, the, the keep a lookout for Griggs because okay. he's kind of the main. Ch- I, I'm trying to remember where he is at, like where you find him. 
I might have to come back to you for that. I would. Okay. I right. wouldn't know. Um, there is some man. I'm playing this the Xbox 360 version on the Xbox One. Man, frame rate issues at the wazoo. Yeah. Oh, you haven't even got to the worst part yet, man. <sighs> I'm so you scared. Might, I'm so scared because honestly, there's a part in that game that's notorious for people just. No, I know the, right the black quitting. town, right? Like a lot of people yeah. quit. Yeah. Um, which might happen, honestly. I mean, I like the game so far, but like, I got to the this part where there's dragons on the bridge, right? And he like, wait, how did you? Did you? Do you own yes. that, or did you borrow it from someone? No, I own that game. I, I it was free for a while on Games for Gold, so I, I uh, got it ages ago. Um, uh, yeah. So yes. that dragon on the bridge, like, yeah. I walked out onto the bridge, and immediately the frame rate's like, Bruh! yes. Even like, in in whatever version of that game, that part has always kind of wigged okay. out with the like, frame rate. It made rate. me sick how bad the frame rate went. Like, um, it was, I think the the PC version had some like patches or like or at least definitely at least third you could party force stuff at that, that point, you know. That, yeah, definitely. Um, so how did you, uh, you fought the Tauros demon then? Yeah, you, got the Tauros demon got him. How'd you fare against him? Easy, just throw a bunch of fireballs because I'm playing the Power Answer. All right, All right. that's definitely a way to that's definitely a way to do it. Um, yeah, he's not too bad. Uh, the last thing I fought, well, I did the boar guy. The boar was easy because I just threw fireballs at him. As I stood up on this like top thing, oh, I was like a boar dude. Kill him. Uh, yes, I, I know that one because yeah. he he's like all armored up. Yeah, he's all that's, armored. That's up. not even like a boss. That's just no, like, but I mean, it can, it's not really a boss, but it's one of those ones that like permanently disappears when you kill it. So I consider that like a boss or at least tougher enemy. boss or something. Like some of the uh, knights are like that. The bigger mm-hmm. knights, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, did that, and then the last thing I fought was I found the blacksmith. And there was like this weird demon that shot light. Oh, lightning. yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, that would be Andre, the blacksmith, and the demon is a Titanite demon. He's kind of guarding the way to get into the Dark Root Forest. That's uh, that's another way to go down hmm. that way. Okay, so yeah, I was trying to the dark kill him. Forest, he did s- is the Dark Root Forest? Uh, is there? I'm not trying to spoil too much. Is there like a moth in the Dark Root Forest? Uh, I of the second no, game? I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Like a boss type character. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that was the first game. I, I get I get them all confused because I haven't played them all myself, but I've seen quite a lot of them. I forget which ones are which. Yeah, that game seems cool. Um, I'm, I, if the Blight Town runs as bad as that freaking dragon does, like I might just be like, eh. Uh, yeah, maybe Blight Town's I'm, not Blight Town's not small. Area no, it's either. not either. That's the problem. That's what I was thinking. Um, so I might, I don't know, maybe I won't be able to beat it, but uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I, I, Dark Souls 2, I have that game as well. But I might, I don't know, I'm really interested in Bloodborne. Like, I'd like the aesthetic of it a lot. So maybe I'll. Maybe Bloodborne I'll is great, man. Check that game out. Bloodborne of course, is I'll great. have to beat Witcher, but, you know. I wish I, that. see, that's the thing is I have, I have. Dark Souls 3 on disc that I could let you borrow, but I do not. I have Bloodborne digitally uh, only, so I can't let you borrow that one. I feel like I'd rather play Bloodborne. At least, I don't know. It's so weird trying to figure out which ones to play now, because now there's like so many Dark Souls games, especially with Neo coming out or came out. Yeah, it's all already stuff. Out. It's like, I don't know what to experience this uh, Dark Souls. Like, how should I experience it? I don't know. Uh, uh, However you want, I guess, because like I've heard, like some people love Dark Souls too. Some people are like Dark Souls two sucks. It's like maybe I'll just skip Dark it, Souls two. Yeah, I think Dark Souls two is like one of those games where like people that love it really love it, and the people that don't like it really don't like it. And I think it depends on like how much you liked the first one. 
Mm. And if you really liked the first one and wanted more of the first one, then you don't like Dark Souls 2. But if you wanted something like different that, that like changed the formula, then that's when you like. Mm. Totally. I just like the I just like the aesthetic of Bloodborne. Like that really draws me in. Like the Bloodborne Bloodborne is way more my style yeah. in every way than seems freaking cool. So yeah, maybe I'll do that after I get to a point where I'm just like, ah, oh, this frame rate's terrible because I really do enjoy the gameplay of it and it seems really cool. But uh, you know, yeah, we'll definitely. See. I mean, the game is so like. <sighs> A lot of times you're escaping encounters by the skin of your teeth that when it does, when the frame rate does hitch up and like you're, you're dying for no reason or you're dying because of the frame rate is when it kind of gets a little bit frustrating. Yeah, sure. I could see that, especially because there's some ways I could cheese it where if I look out the, the ledge or whatever, like the frame rate would get better, mm-hmm. which is weird to say, like you're cheesing the frame rate. Like that's not a good <laughs> thing to be in a game. You shouldn't, you know? I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. You shouldn't have to cheese the frame rate. Um, Man, that, there's something weird about that game. How you just could have like a horrible run. It's almost like a weird, like bite-sized roguelike in some ways because you're just trying to get to the next bonfire. Totally, right? It's, it's very interesting. Like it's, you'll it's, have, they, they, you'll have like gone through an area like a million times to the point where like the last time you ran through it, like you were just like untouched. You were taking out everything super easy. And then something will happen. You'll have to go through that area again. And you're just like, okay, fine, whatever. And then you just like die immediately, and you're yeah. Or everyone just gangs up on you and just kills you a bunch of times. Yeah, I had a hell of a time getting through that like uh, dragon part uh, for some reason because I didn't check the other bonfire. Like I didn't realize there's a ladder you can kick down and get to the bonfire easier. <sighs> anyway, yeah, that game's cool. I like it. I see why people dig it. Um, Gonna keep cool plowing through, see what goes. I found these guys that just insta killed me though. Like that's in the area, that chapel area. Um, uh, so I've I'm going the other way now because apparently I'm not supposed to go that way because they killed me in one hit. You've definitely chosen games that are really quick and easy to beat, and uh, you know just kind of you know sit down for a couple hours, mow through just them, and relax. Yeah. <laughs> At least Witcher, like I have that on like easy-ish mode, so I just hit the X button and win. So it's okay. <laughs> it's true. Just play a game. That game is a little too easy on easy mode. A lot of people said you should bump it up to normal. Uh, yeah, I, I, remember, I remember when it first came out, people were saying that, and I was like, ah, but I really don't want to. Especially like, as you get farther into the game, your girl gets more powerful. It's like, okay, trying to, trying to bump this up a bit because of yeah, maybe just I'll, I'm, people. I might bump it up soon because I'm kind of just hitting X over and over again yeah. on the fights. And like, it doesn't feel rewarding because at least like. At least if you put on normal and you go to like an area you've already been to or like people are lower level, it's like ah yeah, I deserve this. But then it's like always that way. It's like not satisfying, mm-hmm. you know. Right. You right. You right. Uh, so, so I have been playing. Uh, I played Pokemon Moon. Oh. Only briefly discussed because I didn't get very far, but I got caught my first. I got a Pokemon. I picked Rowlet. <gasps> okay. Because he's got a little okay. bow tie. He's a little cute little owl. A little cute little owl. I like him a lot. He is the second and best one. He is the first best one. Litten is the second best one. Mm. Uh, come on. Uh, anyway, I picked him, and I caught the first Pokemon I saw in the grass, which was like the little woodpecker Pokemon that I can't remember what it's called. It's like Pika Puck or something like that or something like that. I have no clue. I don't remember, but that's the one I caught, and that game seems cool, and it has like way more story and cutscene than any other Pokemon game I've seen in a long time. So yeah, 
that's interesting. I'm interested to see where that's going, if that goes anywhere at all beyond the normal Pokemon <laughs> kind of plot. So, uh, But other than that, I've been playing a more amazing game uh, called Dandy Dungeon. Okay. Which I, have men- which I mentioned previously as from the creator of the unreleased game Million Onion Hotel. Ah. Ethan, I have to play you the opening song that I have previously played Ricardo for him. Okay. Go ahead and turn the volume up on my phone here. Okay. And launch this game. Hold on. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm waiting. You say I'm just a punk and useless junk. I'll say I can't hang on. Just a little bit more. And it keeps going. What the hell? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said when I heard it. It's pretty much... Pretty much it's, <laughs> this game is free to play on iOS. I'm not sure if it's on Android. I'll look right now. Uh, but check for it. It's called Dandy Dungeon, The Legend of Brave Yamada. This game is the best mobile game I've ever played. Ever? What? I'm what? not kidding. I'm not kidding you. And I and I haven't played like hours and hours of it yet, so I don't know if like it is free to play and there are in-app purchases that you can make, but so far at least it does not seem egregious. And I've played about an hour of it. Um I would say It is on Android. I'm downloading it now. Um <laughs> it is okay. Okay, let me try and explain this game. So, okay, you shoot. You play you so Yamada-san, Yamada-kun, I should say, is a Japanese man who's 38 years old who uh 36 it says here. Who who just designs video games in his apartment with his with his underwear on and, and no other clothes on. And he wants to make the best video game ever and the the sound design of this game is great. Like every character talks in like in like banjo kazooie style, blah, 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 but it's like Japanese like words, but it's still like gibberish words. It's not like it's it's really weird. And then it, it, to, to explain, and then he's designing a video game, and then you as the player pl- play the video game he's designing, but then based on what happens to him in real life he like adds stuff to the game and there's been like story elements and like his coworker from work comes in and is like hey you haven't been to work in a while and he's like i've been designing my game too much and then this 18 year old scroll girl moves in next door and then he becomes obsessed with her and like adds her into the game oh and it's like it's, well, she's it's, 18 it's, so it's okay it's, it's 18 so it's fine so he's like weirdly you know he's like creepy in the classic japanese way or whatever but and then he has like an app on his phone which like tells him how much love he has in his life and then the music in the game is amazing so you you have to rescue the princess on every floor so the actual like then you have like loot you get during the game and okay let me back up okay the way the, the way the game works is that you you have to um 
The dungeon is a single screen. Every floor of the dungeon is a single screen. It's a little RPG-ish in that uh, what happens is you have to kind of navigate. You have to draw a path for Yamada to go through the dungeon. Okay. And when he bumps into enemies, he'll just automatically fight the enemy. Um, but what you ideally want to do is have him cover every tile in the dungeon because if you do, you get a perfect score. Um, so it's kind of like a, the dungeon itself is kind of like a maze because of that. So you can just draw a line straight to the goal, but then you'll get like, you'll get dinged. Like he'll get damage done to him for every tile he didn't touch. So he has to touch every tile ideally to, you know, to get through. Right. Um, and then there's like gold, there's treasure chests, there's monsters to fight, there's loot, there's items you can use, which like heal him or damage enemies or, um, things like that. There's a boss at the end of every tower. So you, you go through like three or four floors and that's the end of that dungeon. And the free to playness of the game comes in. as like you playing the, the video game itself is like, it's called, it's like debugging the game that Yamada is designing. And so after you finish the four floors or whatever of the level he just made, it's like, you, you, then you like, it zooms out. It ends with the princess coming out who's like designed after the next door neighbor girl. Uh huh. And, and, and like kisses Yamada on the, <laughs> on, on the cheek. And then he like starts like, like, like trying to like make out with her. And then it like cuts back to him on his bed just doing this, oh <laughs> doing the same God. animation. <laughs> and then, and then he like, it says like, Oh, and he like has like a blush on his face, and it's like Yamada earned the thirty experience points during that debug session. And then, so then he gets experience points for debugging the game. And then someone will like knock on the door, and like his neighbor will come in and be like, "I'm I'm hungry. I need food." And he's like, "That gives me an idea. I add quests to the game where you have to feed people." And then it's like different stuff. So like the game keeps like similar to how. Um, uh, you know how um, Let It Die, uh-huh. Ricardo? You know how it just keeps adding stuff, like adding new things? Yeah, that as are, the game like, goes on. This game has done that like the entire way through. It has been just completely adding new things the entire time. Huh. Um, and so the, the the I gotta show you guys the best, the best, my favorite part at least. Uh, let me get to the. I'm gonna play a little sound here. You get loot, you get like new swords and new shields for Yamada to wear. And then all the sound effects are like done with this guy's voice, where he's clearly just been like humming into the mic. And then. <laughs> Wait, but that's not the best. That's not the best sound effect. This is the best. Wait, hold on. This game sounds amazing. I am so excited to play this. You have no idea. This, this game is really... Yeah. As soon as I heard that song, as soon as he played that song for me while we were waiting for you, Ethan, uh, I downloaded it, so it's on this, my phone right now. This game is very, very good. And so there, so I will, you know, it, be be open about the, um, the free-to-play aspect of the game. There is... Um, so basically when you debug the game, it costs energy from Yamada and I, I haven't ever hit it once yet, but I guess theoretically if you, 
if he runs out of energy, right, then it would then mean he would, um, like, have to wait a while before you could do anything in the game. So you get rice balls that you can get, which you can feed him, which will then up his energy once again. And I will give the game credit, too. It does have a, at least as of right now, has a single transaction, um, like, you can pay, like, I think $8 to completely... Uh, have energy not be a problem anymore there are still other things that you can pay money for like upgrade your character or whatever but th- that will just stop you from being having to pause the game I have not run out of energy once um, or anything like that so there hasn't really been any issue there so far at least but um, uh, yeah the um, the one thing I say is that I would let everybody know that it is at least a free to play game so that's a heads up on that on that aspect of it um yeah, the, the, this game is very good. Uh, you, you got loot. You can upgrade your loot with other items you find in the dungeon. You can um, sell your items for money, which you can then use to buy uh, like different items or different loot. Um, the animation is amazing. The sound design, as you've already heard a few clips, is really, really good. And... Um, and and the and I will say about the energy too is that the energy okay so the energy runs low but every time you level up he gets more and more energy and also it you get like one point of energy every like sixty seconds so I just want to know um, why I have never heard about this game before today uh, this game only came out like a couple weeks ago but it was only in Canada I've been waiting for it to drop on the U.S. App Store and I think it did a couple days ago. Uh, so I've been playing it since then. Also, it has user-designed levels that you can like. Ooh. Like, like what? Again, these are all things that have like slowly unlocked over time. Um. I am very excited to play this. this. So my, one of my neighbors just came by, and he just told me that the 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 girl next door neighbor sings in her bathtub a lot, and it makes him very hungry. Uh, and so now he wants to eat. Now he wants to have one of my rice balls. <laughs> what uh, a dick! Don't give it to him. And so that is the 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 plot. The main plot of the game seems to revolve around the fact that because he's been designing his own game at home and not going to work, that his evil boss, who is like an evil wizard, basically comes in and hacks his home computer so it steals the game from him and he's basically the quest of the game is to then get his game back (laughs) Uh, this is a good game everyone should play this game it's free to play so there's really no reason why you shouldn't at least start it I have no idea if it gets you know if I don't know if it hits the paywall hard at some point or something like that but at least so far it's been just fun and the actual gameplay of the actual like as, as silly and goofy as the story is the the gameplay of like little dungeon puzzles and things like that are actually kind of fun. Um, the combat kind of happens in like this turn-based real-time thing where when when he runs into a monster, you know, he'll fight it and then the monster will attack back and then he'll attack and the monster will attack. But if you want to use an item to like power yourself up or heal yourself, uh-huh. it does not pause the game while you're doing that. So you have to, like they'll keep attacking each other and you know while you're trying to use your item. So you have to make sure that if you you know you you can't pause it to get that to happen um and also there's a time limit so once you start drawing your line to make your path through the dungeon a timer starts and you have to finish drawing your path 
by the time you're done with that. Um, otherwise, uh, you'll start taking damage until you die. Um, so you can't just sit there drawing forever. You have to plan that out before you start drawing. Hmm. So it's got some cool hooks in it and some cool gameplay design that actually makes it pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's... The th- it's that, so weird. That's the thing is uh, ultimately, like... I think that's kind of where I'm getting uh, a little hung up on playing uh, Yakuza 0. Like, I've... I, uh... Like, I've been playing it, but, like... Uh, you know, weirdness is, like, and, like, that kind of weird, those weird surprises in the game are only going to get you so far if, like, the rest of the game is a little bit, uh, you know, grating to play, which is, it's kind of right. getting to that point at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. I heard that, I, I mean, I heard that about the other Yakuza games. I thought this one might have updated its... It's just that the, the, com- the, the combat's a little, a little simple. Uh, the the kind of the gameplay loop itself is a little, it's just a little uh, a little bit too simple, a little bit too grindy for me in right. a weird way. In terms of like, yes, I wanna I wanna do all these silly side missions, but also like I'm on my way to to just get on with the story, and I've already run into like two people trying to start side missions, and it's like. Just, just let me, just let me play the game. Like, let me play the game. Sure. Let me do, let me do what I want to do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, really excited to play this game. Yeah, I would love to hear you guys' opinions about it when you get through it. Uh, when you go through a little bit more of it, it is. I, I'm not kidding when I say best mobile game I've played. Probably, there's probably like a couple that are that are equal. Space Team is pretty up there. Reigns is really good. But this Hearthstone. game has a lot. This game has a lot going on. Whatever, man. Freaking PC games being ported into a mobile that doesn't count. It's not a phone, or it is. It is now, but that was our that was our disqual. Now it is on phone. <laughs> it's true. It is on phone. Um, go to the news. That's time for the news. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom, so take it away. Okay. So the news, the first the first couple stories aren't too, too, like, big. Yeah, uh, just go through them. First off, we got, uh, apparently this year, or excuse me, not this year, 2016, was Activision Blizzard's uh, best year ever in terms of financial gain. Uh, I believe in this article from Polygon that the digital sales from... Uh, Activision Blizzard were equal the m- amount of total sales from 2015, and that was just digital sales. Yeah. Only. So that's uh, pretty good, and then they're attributing most of that to, uh, believe it or not, they're attributing most of that to Overwatch. Yeah, that, that makes a if lot you, of sense. If you can believe that. I Somehow, mean, I do. That game's pretty popular, I would say. Pretty popular, pretty big. Yeah. So uh, Activision Blizzard looking pretty good except for the fact that Activision's on uh, Call of Duty didn't do as well this year I know that yeah Call of Duty did not do that well this year so much so that uh, representatives from Activision have said that they are 
looking to take a step back in terms of the setting of call the next Call of Duty. That's the next story on oh, here. Yeah, is that Call of Duty is uh, gonna go back to its roots. That they said that the space setting did not resonate with people the way that they were hoping for, and they're thinking of taking it back to more traditional concepts. Now, the Polygon article here seems to heavily suggest that they think that that means World War II. I'm not so sure if that's necessarily. You think what it could be just modern warfare? I don't know. Maybe either back to modern warfare or World you, War II. I was gonna say you gotta you gotta see how. They gotta have looked at the way Battlefield One succeeded this year, or excuse me, That's in 2016, true. and been thinking yeah. maybe maybe exploring some other conflict that hasn't been explored yet is the way to go. You know, that would be that would be more inventive than I think the people that make or the people that fund Call of Duty want them to go. I mean. You're you're probably right, but uh, and then the, not the designers so much as I think that the people who, the, the the suits at Activision probably are like do the thing that's popular. Mm-hmm. They made that yeah. World War One game. Do another one of those. I mean so that's like, that's why they're pivoting here because again apparently people weren't hot super high on uh, what was it uh, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. For some reason I can want to say Advanced, but that was the no one that was a good before. game. But with but with that said, with that said, um, usually the way that the Call of Duty franchise goes, because they have three studios working on it, I mean, the game that's coming out next year has probably been in development for about a year and a half, two years already. Yeah, you'd think that, but for some reason they're saying right, they're saying the next installment. I don't know if that yeah. means the next installment. I'm, that's what is it, Sledgehammer? Who is it that does this? I don't even remember who anymore. Did, who did Infinite? Is it because uh, I, I want to say it's Tra- I want to say it's Treyarch's Tra- turn, uh, Infinite turn did, to come up. Yeah, I think it is Treyarch's turn because Infinite was, um, because Advanced was Sledgehammer. Advanced, Advanced was Sledgehammer. Was it Infinite? Right afterwards, yeah. I- Infinity Ward was next, right? Yeah. So Infinite Warfare was Infinity Ward because Infinity Infinite Ward, and then yeah. So now it should be Treyarch, which is. The last everyone said was the best, but I don't know. Oh, but isn't it? It might be Sledgehammer because I think Black Ops Three was Treyarch, was it not? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh but, wait, and, was Black Ops yeah. Three after? And I think that was after Advanced Warfare. Yes. Really? Was it after Advanced? Oh, it was after oh, Advanced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I forgot about that game. Exactly. No. I. That wasn't hmm. what that super well received when, either. Guys, guys, when is Call of Duty gonna not come out every year? <sighs> Never. Probably never. never. There are people never? who still buy it. Well, like it's like know. Madden. It's like you don't know everyone. Like, I guess Madden has come out every year for like forever. But I feel like I feel Madden's like the legs of Call of Duty. I feel like, I feel like the legs of Call of Duty is yeah. I feel like Madden's a lot easier to copy paste every year than it is. That's the thing though. Is it's Call like uh, it, who knows? Because I believe Assassin's Creed is on a on a hiatus here this year. Yeah, exactly. There's not gonna be a new again. Co- like I thought it was gonna come out this year. No, I think that this is no. This is the first hiatus. I want to say. No, I know it's the no, first hiatus, it, it didn't, but it, like no, it didn't no, come last, out last year. But like they're yeah, come out November, this year, right? Yeah, oh, November. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Th- this year they'll probably have a new Assassin's Creed. Probably. I don't know Maybe. why they would want to. I don't know. They should just keep the that hiatus so going. Well. Keep that hiatus going a little bit longer. You know you what gotta, I'm saying? That's the thing too. Is it's like Call of Duty. You have potential there to just create a platform. 
and update that platform with DLC for like a couple years life cycle before coming up with something else, but they they just want to come out with the new one every single every single the year. Life of, the life of DLC though like ends after a certain point unless you have like an amazing amazing game. Like I don't know, it's just I bet I feel like the type of people who buy Call of Duty would not be down for that. I bet someone at Activision has some sort of chart that's like once sale numbers hit below this number, then we pull the plug. Probably. Or at least, you know, something like that, you know what I mean? Probably. But I mean, uh Skylanders just got put on hiatus for the yep. first time. Uh yeah. Actually that's that's, that's what we'll move ju- on to ju- next. Jumping down the news. There's another Activision. No Skylanders this year, and they're currently just they they've been put on hiatus. Apparently there's been a the, the I I can't even believe this. The first Skylanders game was two thousand eleven. I feel yep. like it's been six years. Six oh, years of Skylanders. Years. So that so let's let's five try years of Skylanders. Okay, so there were Skylanders. Then there yeah. was Skylanders Giants. 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 Then there was Skylanders was Trap Team. Sw- or was a Swap Force. Was no, I think it was tra- I think it was Trap Team. Then I want to say I want to say was... ch- I want to say Charged or whatever that no, the cart I think racing Force was. was next. Swap Force was definitely one of the semi-earlier ones where it was like, last year's wasn't very good, but this one is actually good again. Hmm. And then, like, after that, what was the one with the vehicles? That was the That's the one I was one, trying right? to talk about. Charged? One. That one was definitely last year. Was it? Well, maybe not this last year. No, Imaginators year, like, was this last one. No, I meant the one before. Okay, I meant 2015 <laughs> is what I meant when I said last year. Because st- I still have it in my head that it's 2016. It's gonna be this way until about April. Oh my god! Yeah. So well, it goes. Okay. So it goes. Skylanders. Skylanders. Giants. Right, you're, look, you're, you're looking. You're looking up now because you guys. You're a cheater. So we're, you're a cheater. We've Ricardo so didn't said that, that we could do that. Giants. Swap Force. Then Trap Team. So Swap Force came before Trap Team, and then Superchargers, which was the racing game, and then racing Imaginators. Well, so we were pretty close. Superchargers was like a normal game, but also had cars in it. Yeah. We had like a racing mode. Yes. Pilot special vehicles, uh, Skylanders, which uh, twists through travels like portals, and yeah. So that was the one that came with Donkey Kong and Bowser. Yeah, oh yes, that. if you if you got the Wii ver- Wii U version of that that came mm, with. Boy, um, yeah. So uh, Disney Infinity bit the dust. Skylanders is now on hiatus. Are we are we done with the the quote unquote mm. toys to life? Games. Lego Dimension seems to be doing okay because they're pulling all does. sorts of crazy pan- franchises. They just have Knight Rider now. Like, what the hell? And also, yep. um, I, th- I think I think what happened is like even though Skylanders was kind of one of the first ones of those games, uh, the the what do you call Amiibos kind of ate their lunch. Yeah, like yeah. Disney Infinity didn't survive, but it was doing pretty well. And then the Lego games done decently as well, I think. Although the, that game, I haven't heard other than when it launched, I haven't heard anything really much about it. I, I, heard I keep lot. seeing, I keep, hearing, I keep seeing all the crazy updates, and I'm just like, whoa! Like how they got all these Simpsons in there now. Simpsons, it's just like everything, and, and Back to the Future, and Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters, all sorts of stuff. and all yeah. But all that stuff was announced at launch, except for the Simpsons one. I think all that stuff. There's some Knight Rider stuff, man. No, like it's, the it, it honestly like they Knight they Rider. come out with a new like set. Every, it seems like every couple months. Wow, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. The weird thing about that Lego Dimensions though thing is, uh, to to me, it's like you have a Skylander, 
and you buy it and outside of and I mean this is the case with Amiibos and Disney Infinity too and you buy it and outside of just like putting it like p- displaying it somewhere like what does it do at least with the Lego dimensions you're bi- you get a Lego set out of it that you have to build right so like a Lego set. it's a they little bit a- more they have the A-Team Doctor Who E.T. Fantastic Beasts Harry Potter The Wizard of Oz Scooby-Doo uh, Mission Impossible, like it's just a, a Jurassic I, World. I, I remember the, I, yeah, <laughs> I remember the I remember the Scooby Doo one because for some reason I was like, because um, like Matthew Lillard is like the voice of Shaggy in the Lego oh, Dimensions game, yeah. <laughs> like Jinky Scoob. Adventure Time, like I don't know, man. They got a lot of stuff going on with those. Like they've they've gathered enough franchises. It's like okay, but you know, I thought the same thing about Disney Infinity. So who knows? I mean, I feel like the Disney executives had kind of a, a distaste for actually keeping any of that development in house. So that might have pushed them out a little sooner than maybe they needed to. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Toys of Life may be finding some issues, but. You know, Skylanders is like if you like Spiral, then Spiral, 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 Spiral. If you like the Spiral cut fries, um, you know it's then you're into it. But like Lego Dimensions has such a wider this, appeal. Uh, and Skylanders like, has nothing to do with Spyro, by the way. Well, yeah, it does. Like he had his. It's no, called he Skyro's had his. Okay. He had his name on the very first game because they needed some way to make sure that in case the game was terrible, that it had okay. like a marketable well, like name attached to it. Regardless, it. it has nothing. It has nothing, it has to do nothing with big. Else. It has no big like franchises attached to it besides Spiral. Like that's the biggest. But thing But only got. in the first game again. Okay, it doesn't not. matter. The point is, is the other ones are just all made up characters that they just made. And while this is like, oh shoot, you can put it in your Spyro favorite. Spyro is a real person. It was <laughs> real. <laughs> you can smash. You could have Lego, Lego Batman hanging out with the Simpsons and uh, Springfields. You know now, like you could do all sorts of that cool all stuff. All real you do characters, in Legos. all real people. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like these are all established franchises, and I thought that's what was cool about Disney Infinity. And then you know I always shut down, but you, you know what? I th- I think Skylanders may be in need of break, and they need to figure out what to do with it because yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't stand out anymore. Definitely, definitely not. Uh, next, next one. I guess the next one is this. This pretty cool information. Pretty cool idea. Uh, which one? The costume quest. Costume quest, man. Costume quest is going to be an animated series by Frederator, uh, on Amazon. dot com, or I guess Amazon streaming video. Yes. Uh, so Frederator are the dudes who did uh, Fairly Odd Parents. I want to say. Yes, uh, and Adventure Time. Adventure Time is also in there. Uh, was it Danny Phantom? Yeah, catch Malkus. Danny Phantom. Some other stuff. Danny Phantom. On paper, I'm like, oh, okay, of course. But also, I don't know if Costume Quest works as an animated series that's, like, ongoing. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think that, well, I mean, I haven't even played those games, but I could see that that working pretty well. Yeah, honestly, I think I could see it working pretty well, because the worst part about Costume Quest was the gameplay. 
Um, no, well, I mean, I I thought it was fine, but it's fine, but it's just very repetitive. But it's centered around a single holiday. Like, how do you turn yeah, that into an entire I, series? Is, I don't know. You could just have the entire series be around a single holiday and have it premiere during Halloween time. I don't know. I don't they like didn't it. say how long it has to be. You know, it may be only like six episodes. Who knows? I don't like it. Oh, I like it. I like the idea a lot because I like the humor of that game. I like the style of it. I like the idea of it where these costumes turn into giant machines and fight each other. Like, that's cool. Like, that's just a whole kid's imagination thing. Um, I think the humor of the game works really well uh, for the same people who made Adventure Time. Like, I think those mesh very well. I don't know. It seems like it might be pretty good. I uh, agree with most of what you're saying, except for the point in which I still say... This ain't gonna I work. Like it, this ain't gonna I work. Feel like it, I feel like it doesn't matter what holiday it is. You have kids that wear a costume and they turn into that. They turn into like the super version of that costume. That's a pretty fun cartoon animated storyline. I feel like. I yeah, that's true. It doesn't disagree. have to. Kids wear regardless costumes all the time, of, man. Regardless of what, yeah, regardless of what time of year it is. Obviously, the game worked really, really well on Halloween, but I feel like you could you could do this. You can you can you can you don't have to write too much dialogue to be like. To explain away. What if they're just doing a drama play and they had to wear costumes and they turned into this? What if they're just then kids and they're just like, I want to wear this costume doing anymore? <laughs> if kids can wear costumes, whenever they like, what does this world come to? What are we even doing anymore? What's the point of Halloween? What's the point? It's not special anymore. It used to be special. It used to mean something. Speaking of used to meaning something, uh, Steam Greenlight's going away. Uh, it's gonna be replaced by Steam <laughs> indie games. Indie Direct games mean something. By Steam, boy, people are mad Direct. about this, and a lot of indie developers are not happy. So, um, so I'm not exactly sure what the process of Steam Greenlight originally was. Did, what was the process in terms of getting your game? You paid a hundred dollars, and okay. you would get your uh, game put on Steam Greenlight. That was the only fee that they took. After that, it turned into a popularity contest um, into you trying to get your game out there enough so people would look at it and vote on it and be like, yes, game's good. Otherwise, it would just drown, you know, in the rest of the other games that we're trying to buy for it. So, I don't know. I feel like I understand where these developers are coming from, but also, like, the system turned into, like, a popularity contest. And uh-huh. that was the thing that was just, like... Because currently, uh, now, with this new Steam Direct... Uh, developers will be paying five thousand dollars. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's quite yeah, a it's lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, especially if you are a back, you know, like you know, garage, you know, bedroom developer. <laughs> like, that's not. And, yeah. and I think that, like, I think that the point that a lot of people on Twitter and you know other places were making is that like, Steam has money to to hire staff to curate. But they seem so intent on making this like utopian weird system where they they don't have to do any work at all and it just kind of curates itself magically. But like Steam has more garbage crap on it than ever before. And I think this is their answer it to, to that. Which is it's, it's not this doesn't solve that problem. Well, if it's five thousand dollars, like no, Little, it stops. Yeah, it stops. Like crappy like, studios is going to put their stuff up, so it's going to put more quality. Sure, but then that also but, 
You know, some but all, people but might only, put all that money into the actual development and not actually want to put it into launching the game on Steam. Right, and 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 in and in a certain sense, it doesn't necessarily solve that. Pro- like, it, it reduces that clutter, sure, but it doesn't solve it because, like, if you're a garbage studio that makes like a bunch of mobile free to play mobile games and makes bank doing so, a lot of True. those get ported over to Steam too. They got five thousand dollars to throw in there just to put it on Steam. Um, so that doesn't really solve the garbage games problem. It just makes it so poor people who make garbage games can't. Their, yeah, and poor people who make good games can't put their game on Steam either now. You know, uh, Dave like, Dave Lang of Iron Galaxy says uh, Greenlight was stupid, and he says you should be about have more money to be a financial success. So I don't know. It's it's a bunch of different uh, opinions. Dave going on. Lang, as we all know, is got the best opinions about everything. Yeah, I know that's true. And we also know that we also know that he that we also know that uh, you we. <laughs> That he was perfectly right about windjammers. Yeah. We all know, we well, all we, all, we all make mistakes. I, I mean, I see the the idea of like, okay, if you don't have five thousand dollars, your game you're not serious or whatever. You can't find like a, a publisher. Like, it's a sticky situation. And it would, like you said, Matt, it would be better if Valve just kind of bucked it up and was like, hey, we're gonna actually curate this instead of leaving it to the whole community. I think the sweet spot should have been like a thousand dollars or something, you know. Like a thousand dollars means you're serious, but it's not an impossible number to reach, you know. Yeah. Like it I just like it's 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 just a weird thing. And, and what thing, happens afterwards? That's the one thing I didn't understand. Steam Direct, the, like that's the weird thing here too, is it says um, that the funds would be recoupable, that the five thousand dollars would be recoupable. So perhaps if the game was not for to to not no pun intended greenlit like they'd be able to get that money back like I don't know what exactly yeah they didn't really explain that part what exactly how it how it works yeah it's a yeah. bit it's a bit vague in some weird areas um but I mean to be fair like when was the last time any of us went to stream greenlight like I don't think any of us did to look and see what games approve like I don't know the only time I saw it was when I saw developers popping up and being like hey. Our games on the game. Yeah, go vote yeah. for it, please. I want it to pass. It's just, I don't know. It that felt weird to me too. Like I, it, I feel bad because I'm. I hate it when people say like this sucks and then they don't provide a solution. And I'm totally being that guy right now. But like, I didn't think Steam Greenlight was a great way to go about it. It just turned into an even messier section on Steam where you had to sort through all these games and. They all looked bad, or not all of them, but like a lot of them looked bad, and it was that's, hard to shuffle why, and find the good stuff. That's, I mean, I think I can't remember who said it. It might have been Zoe Quinn on Twitter, but like the idea that like capitalism is some sort of like you like utopian like filter of who's of what's quality or not is is silly. The idea that if you have, it's the same. Gosh, we get political, but it's the same reason that why like if you have more money, you shouldn't your vote shouldn't count for more. You shouldn't be able to buy more. Like political but that's the thing is you like are because like, you, you got more money you can just get your but buy that's your way also in. the way like, you can do it though on Steam Greenlight is if you have more money people were buying and taking out ads for the Greenlight page and all this stuff because they had enough money anyway so that doesn't solve it in that sense either right no but you, that's I don't think I'm not saying Greenlight's right. good I'm saying okay. this is a bad solution like, yeah getting, no. ri- getting rid of Greenlight for this is a bad solution like yeah. that's that's what I'm saying I, the thing is I can't think of a better solution like I don't I, know you hire a curation team yeah. that looks at your own store and says this game is garbage this game is not 
put this on the front page. Back don't put this on the front page. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's exactly what every other store does. Like the yeah. app store does this. The the um like like Gog does this. Like other stores like have pages where they like we have a team that just looks at our combs through our app store and has to sort through a bunch of shit, but still yeah. finds the good stuff to bring to the top. And uh, I, I, yeah, I. Mm. Yeah, you're right. That would be the way to do not, it. It's and it's not exactly like Valve can't afford that. No, like, you're right. That would it wouldn't even be that expensive. Look, man, they got they got to make uh, those those three VR games or whatever the full full big ones that they said <laughs> yeah. they're gonna make. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. I think they're just. I don't know. I see why they're doing it, but yeah, you're right. Like the best way to it's just not fair for a lot of companies to do yeah. that. It's it's. I mean, it's not the, the 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 only thing I can stop people saying is that the good news is that there are lots of other uh, yeah. There are lots there of other places other op- they can go. Before, like, like if, if this happened five years ago, it would be devastating. But uh, but with you know with the fact that there are a lot of other there's God, now, there's the, Humble Bundle now, there's, there's, uh, there's itch, itch.io itch.io um, all those places. So I don't know. It's the it, Microsoft Store. You know that thriving <laughs> thriving. Hey, I got a game off there. I got Gears of War 4, so, I mean, you know. Gears oh, of 4? There you go. Gears of 4. Uh, this one I didn't really necessarily want to get too into, but apparently Maker Studios, the uh, who was recently purchased by Disney, has dropped uh, PewDiePie because of anti-Semitic Oh, we're getting into it! In his... No, we're not I getting into PewDiePie. it. No, we're not worst. getting into it. This is, I'm sure he'll be fine, but uh, fucking... What? Some well, of okay. the what? Oh wow! Fine. I just I just I just opened this up and the screen cap yep. for this is pretty great. Yes. Yep. So <laughs> among the among the things involved, uh, videos in question, some of which this is from Polygon, have been pulled down already. Are bizarre. One features individuals in India holding up a sign that reads "Death to all Jews." Another includes Nazi imagery, including a man dressed as Jesus Christ saying, "Hitler did absolutely nothing wrong." Some date uh-huh. back as far as August. Below is a video compilation the journal put together. It so are these like are these like him the reacting? Journal. That's the thing are is like him reacting. It sounds to like things? some of them he paid for, but I think it might have been doing it jokingly or something. That's the thing is I the way I read it was this is to him this is just a fucking gag. Like obviously he's not serious, but the content here is pretty. Egregious yeah, specifically for some bad. It's pretty egregious specifically again For someone who is also going to be Partnered with a Disney subsidiary Yeah so regardless you if you're see, Like if you're like oh man This is horrible like this is terrible uh, or Whatever wow this this goes Beyond what I would call A joke yeah that's the oh, thing I'm, like, read, I'm reading further down even further Than what you I'm not sure Did you read the top part it says so The videos in question are bizarre one features individuals in India holding up a sign that reads that's Death the to part, all Jews. That's the part Another, that I just read, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but then but then like further down yeah. there's even yes, there's, wearing there's, a there's make a great America, America great again hat from President Donald Trump's campaign, Mr. Kielberg uses a photo of Hitler as a segue between clips. He says the material portrayed in jest, but he showed a clip of a Hitler speech in September twenty-four showing a criticizing a video criticizing YouTube policy, posted swastikas drawn by his fans mm-hmm. and watched a Hitler video in a brown military uniform. 
to conclude a December 8th video. Uh. He also played the Nazi party anthem before bowing to a swastika in a mock resurrection ritual on January. Like, this is over months. This is like the last like four or five months of his content has been this is what Nazi this is what they This is what they call in showbiz a recurring gag. But yeah, it's a really fucking terrible gag. That's a That's really that bad gag. I mean, I Word. always thought... I always thought PewDiePie's gags are pretty terrible. <laughs> Although what? I did hear, Don't you let them- bro, I did hear, I I did hear for a while he had strayed away from some of the worst of his. He was like, "All right, I'm done with rape jokes. Now I'll just do yeah. Nazi fucking propaganda." <laughs> jokes. Yeah, I, man, Nazi jokes. But so like, if much you're gonna make better. Jo- if, if you're gonna make jokes about Nazis, make them Nazis. If you're gonna make jokes about Nazis, make them jokes, not just like, "Haha, I'm dressed as a Nazi." That's the jo- that's yeah. the joke. Well, like, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I I feel like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I've not seen these videos. I'm just reading off an article. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you. I mean, either way, if you put that stuff in your video, like you're gonna get your shit taken down, or, or like not taken down, but like you're gonna Disney's not gonna want to work with you if they want to do. Yeah, any of that. well, I mean, Disney's already there's only room for one Nazi in Disney's company. Dang. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> That's the big W. All right, let's I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> let's not dra- let's not drag up Walt's sorted pass here. <laughs> let's not let's not get our Disney sponsorship that we just received. Oh no! <laughs> that, that's ruined. All right, and this last story is not really a story, it's more of a rumor. Uh, Ooh, the rumor section. We gotta have a new we gotta have a new song for the rumor rumors. section. It's gotta be something off of rumors by uh uh, uh, oh shit! What is that fan? <laughs> Fleetwood oh, no. Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Something off that album. Uh, so posted on Neo Gaff, uh, and this has been picked up by a few people. A uh, a I guess poster by the name of Roar suggests Arr. that based on a. Nordic retailer. I'm gonna guess that he's Scandinavian of some kind. Uh suggests that there's not going to be a continued production of the NES classic that uh, at least in Nordic countries or the EU uh, so it looks like Nintendo might be pulling like pulling out of creating those at least for specific markets at this point that's very strange that's weird that is weird um especially because and immediately after that a bunch of people posted like yeah well uh like you can't you can't be short on you can't be short on stock if you just stop making the thing (laughs) because i still have yet to see this thing Ever like I've never seen an NES classic. I don't. I'm not even I've convinced that they exist. A, I've seen one in a video. Well, yes, yeah, I've seen. It. I've seen people supposedly get them, but like never in the physical form in which I could like look over and say, "Oh, there's an NES classic. They do exist." Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like. It seems weird that, like, they would... I mentioned this before, but it seems weird that they would not want to capitalize off the f- fever that it created around the holidays and, like, ramp up production. I mean, you think that, and I think that, but 
this is Nintendo we're talking about. Like, who knows what they're actually thinking? <laughs> who can, like, who, who can say? Who can who can actually glean what they're what they're thinking? Of course, this is just a rumor. And again, it seems like it would be only in specific markets as of right now. So who knows uh, what? Who knows if if that does not apply to the United States where we exist. Are either of you guys ever looking to pick up one of these things or is this just a something you're not interested in at all? Not interested in at all. Matt? And there you go. I'm not interested. Okay. Like if, it's they just... made a, if they made a classic Super NES, now we're talking. Ooh. Now we're talking. Mm. They made a, if they made a Super NES classic, then now we're talking. That's... Yeah. What about a, a Nintendo 64 classic? Oh. Mm. I already own one, though, I so have it's one. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I have all the classics. Yeah, I guess at that point, people people still have their any, their uh, Super Nintendos, excuse Not me. Not everyone, people though. People, yeah, people, people have their NESs, too. Yeah, yeah, like, but yeah, I mean... The, but, the idea is that for... Yeah, but like, more... Honestly, guys, at this point... The N64 is like the current NES, if if that makes any sense. Like that, if you talk to someone like your random person right now and say like, "Dude, what's like a classic game console?" They'll tell you, "Oh, dude, the N64. When I was a kid, I used to play that all." Like that's like the current, like in the current, um, just like young culture or whatever. That's like the that system so old. It's it's weird to me. It was my first one that I paid for and bought myself, but that is, like, everybody I talked to goes, like, remember the N64? Who, like, don't play video games anymore, and but, like, that's like, the one they, they that's the one they call back to. You're like, y- yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I still have mine. I still play it sometimes when I play Paper Mario. <laughs> um, that's, so. That's, uh, we'll just have to see. I feel like the the, the supply has been so low. Um, I mean, it's just a wait and see kind of thing. It's scary that they're dropping it in the EU, but maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe they didn't sell as fast out there. But we, that seems and crazy. And we don't know for sure. This is a rumor based on the NeoGaf post, which is you know not necessarily the worst place to get rumors from, but still not 100 percent confirmed in any sense. Totally. So. Yeah. I think Who that's knows? It for the news. That's all of the news, which means there's only one thing left to do, which is click on the link that I just sent to you in the Google Hangout. Where was this link? Uh, if you go on the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, you'll see the chat pop I out. S- it's from in there. the bottom right for me. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I guess oh wait, on the in the Hangout. What? Yeah. What? That's very strange. So. I'm not. Si- I'm not seeing anything. Oh, here it is. If you. Oh. Yeah. It's like it's like context sensitive. Oh god. Alright. And then anyway, it's time for trailer trash. Trailer trash dang old being distracted by images of the memes that now I'll get her done. Uh we the, guys, last week's trailer trash was pretty garbage. This week's one was pretty awesome. Yeah, this was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty better. good trailer trash. So we started off uh, with this game called Perception, which is a game we talked, talked about before. Nat and I, yeah, saw it at IndyCade this Amber. year. And, and Amber. She's not here to defend herself, though, so. <laughs> to I, didn't want, I, I didn't want to bring her <laughs> to into this. She'd be like, I didn't saw, see that game. I, I didn't never see saw it. that. I, I never saw that game before. You were in the room. Don't you lie to us. That's not true. Simply is the truth. Uh, yes, yes, it's true. We did see this game before. Ethan played it. 
I don't think I played it. Amber played it, so <laughs> uh, well, she's not here to defend herself. You're right. So you uh, got to defend her. <laughs> yeah, she played it. Anyway, yeah, this game is uh, you play as a blind lady, and you have to tap uh, with your cane to seize places. It's like echolocation kind of sonar type stuff. Um, yeah, this trailer was pretty spooky because the game is actually pretty spooky uh, because every time you tap, the monster or whatever's trying to get you can hear you. Well, and the thing uh, is, is just well, it's like every time you tap, but like the more times yeah. you tap, the well, more and it's just, like alien. Just the concept of uh, you being blind. <coughs> obviously, you're in pitch blackness unless you're revealing the general area with this this kind of echolocation mechanic. But even then, it's it seems somewhat fleeting. Like you're you're seeing a yes. you're getting a sense of the room, and then you're back into like darkness. Yes. Um. From what I remember of the game, it did have a like an. Um, I wouldn't call it accurate to real blindness in that oh, like definitely even not. when, even when the person wasn't doing the tap mechanic, you still had a bit of an aura, a bit of a, like maybe like three foot in front of you kind of thing where you could see that kind of. Thing. And also there were other things like, the, the the beginning of the game has you walking up to this mansion where the game takes place and the wind is howling and so the wind shows you the outline of the mansion because the wind is hitting the sides yeah. of the mansion. So other stuff will affect it, but yes, it's obviously based solely off, uh, mostly off of you navigating yourself. It looked neat. I will never play it because I'm a scared of scary games. Me too. Scary. I might try it. Maybe a Halloween stream. Maybe. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to come by for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad we're My Ricardo door isn't unlocked anymore. You can't do that. <laughs> no, boo. Well, uh, I, came through your back, I came in through your back door last time. That's true. We don't have a back door. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, let's see. So, what's this like on Seabed Prelude? Yes. This Seabed. was a game yeah, that yeah, well, I did not understand. VR game. I didn't understand it. I, I like don't... it. There was some weird VR stuff where you're playing with hooks, and all of a sudden you're flying around this really bad-looking environment, and I don't know what was going on. And you're I didn't like moving it one electric bit. like lines into other things, and it doesn't. I don't know what you're doing. It looked what like you were. Does. It looked like you were in some sort of like ten thousand leagues into the sea style st- something. You know, certainly. I mean, if you could. But tell what do you what do anything, in those ten thousand leagues? Not to mention if you could tell what anything was because everything looked like garbage. Yeah, I mean and VR games I usually don't look as good. 10,000 leagues because <laughs> I mean that's fine that VR games don't look as good because usually the immersion overpowers it. But like, I still didn't know what the hell this game was doing. I don't know. What's the point? What is it? Why am I here? <laughs> What's the point of video games? What? Uh, How did I, don't I get I'll, here? I'll, I'll tell you what the point is, Ethan. Huh? The point is about the story. The story of seasons. Trio of towns. Oh. The, the bachelorettes of. Bachelorette of Bill. Oh, we have to pick. Yeah, this is uh, uh, the ladies of Harvest Moon. Yeah, I was going to say, so Story Season seems like it is a an offshoot of the Harvest Moon series. Or a, well, it's like, it seems like it's a non, like, not Harvest Moon. A not Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon. It's a not Harvest Moon, yeah. But it looked like it was using the Harvest Moon, like, logos and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, that cat. Yeah, I, I just... I, I don't know. It looked very similar to Harvest Moon, man. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought it was just aping Harvest, Harvest Moon style. I didn't think it was actually, like, literally the same... Very well might be. 
Very it has, well it seemed to have more of a it seemed to have more of a story focus, as perhaps the name "Story of Seasons" implies. Regardless, I don't know. in this trailer, we're introduced to the possible female uh, uh, partners that you can court. There uh, are bachelors too, for those who are wondering, but we mm-hmm. didn't watch that trailer. But this is just bachelorettes. Uh, there was a pair of I just remember there are twins. And they're, they're both like Indi- vaguely Indian, like yes, they're vaguely, yes, of some one was kind like, of. One was like standoffish, and the other one was like nicer. Mm-hmm. There was like the princessy girl, yes, okay. who had who was blonde. Mm-hmm. There, there was, was the like the spunky, uh, like tom sh- tomboy kind of, yeah, girl. And who then there was serve stuff. And then there was there like was, the vaguely Japanese girl, yes, who has like wears like a kimono. It was and very is, like, formal. And very formal, and then very much like, oh, I'm embarrassed, I need to leave. And then she Indeed. left. Uh, I and then there's like fishing in the game, probably. Probably. And, I don't and know. Maybe, maybe there is, maybe there's farming. It, it looks like there's farming. They didn't actually show any farming in the trailer, so we can't be certain. No one can tell. It's a mystery to everyone. It is. It's a secret. It's a secret to everyone. Uh, this uh. I wasn't necessarily intrigued by this game. I mean, I guess the, there was only it showing a very small component, but fine. Yeah, it, it seems, seems it seems fine. Whatever. Okay. It seems perfectly serviceable. One of those kind of games, if that's what you're into. And I like Stardew Valley a lot, but that Indeed. I don't really feel the desire to play this game. This game's got a great name, which is a name. It's a it's part. It's half of a word that I really like <laughs> Darkest Dungeon for, which is Deluvian. Deluvian. Um, this game looks cool. This is like FTL underwater, but with like, more, like th- more action like, sequences. It seems it's like, like a 3D sub game, but then all the management of your crew seems to be 2D in a different, completely different art style, which I think is cool. I wish I liked the art style of the 3D a little bit more, but it's still really cool to have that split. Like, I think it's really uh, a neat idea to kind of expand on that FTL style a little bit and make it a little bit more, uh, at least more depth, no pun intended. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. know. The, the the actual, like, hard gameplay elements in terms of, like, when they showed uh, the 3D sections where you're kind of uh, driving the sub around and shooting... That didn't really... That kind of made me a little bit off-put in the game just because I don't know how those sections are going to control and how it's going to feel playing those sections. That was the one thing I... I've seen a little bit of this game played, uh and that was the one thing that Jeff Gersman at Giant Bomb could not handle was the controls were really wonky. Mm -hmm. But I also think... I'm not sure he was using the best control configuration. I can't remember if it was keyboard or controller. One of them was not good, and I think he switched or something like like something like that was not working very well so i can't remember which one it was but that has something to do with it i just like that like whenever you stop at a port or like it examine your ship it has all these yeah it's like it's like, it like cuts out the side of the the building that you're in or the ship if you're in the boat if you're in the uh submarine and like shows you the like all the little cartoony people inside and you can like reorganize them into different sections and put them in the guns or the crew quarters or the what have you just kind of cool yeah, no, those parts all looked really cool, and I think if it's even, like, uh, if it's, like, a third of the depth of 
uh, what FTL was. I think it'll be neat. Um, yeah, I just thought I thought it looked neat. I thought it this one looked interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like I like the way this game. But what looks. about Logic Bots? No, Logic guys, Bots. No, guys, what if what if there were Battle Bots, but took all the battle out of them and made them and smart were, and intellectual, and they were just logical. And you had to do circuit logic or, actually to program yeah. them. Or, or, what if uh, you ask yourself, hey, have you ever wanted to design your own Roomba? This is the game for you. And I'm not joking, because although the, I don't think there's specifically a vacuum cleaning robot in this game, those robots look a lot like Roombas, and the logic behind them seems to be very similar to how real Roombas it, operate. It, it seems yeah. like a really cool game for like uh education space where it's like okay we're gonna learn how to program and code you know robots and stuff and this is kind of like a good way to mess around with it you know instead of buying like actual components and things like that like arduinos and things and learn how to do sort of that sort of stem education and like a actual uh video game which um some people might be into that some people are into those games where it's like here's actual coding play this game with coding in it and other people are like, this is not for me. And I'm kind of more with the, this is not for me, because I'm just not interested in that sort yeah, of stuff. But nothing it's cool to exist. Yeah, it, definitely. I think it's cool, and I think as a tool, it could be fairly useful, but I look at this, and I don't really want any part of this, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looked very neat, but I definitely, you know, it's definitely got a weird jank to it, and it's not, like, very pretty to look at, but... If you're into that kind of coding and electrical engineering side, it seems it seems like a cool thing for that. Def, most def. Moving on to Phoning Home, the game that Where? I initially got exactly right, then I second-guessed myself as the trailer kept going, and then the end of the game was like, the end of the trailer was like, no, I was right the first time. Never mind. This game where they're phoning in their character designs because they're from Hawaii. Uh. Yeah, hey. where they're phoning in the voices because they're uh, sound like they possibly are just robot voices and not real <laughs> humans. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about this game. So initially, it, it looks like a concept seemed neat. Initially, it looks kind of like a. I mean, for open world survival game. Yes, for for I was gonna say for better or worse a. Very similar kind of situation to a No Man's Sky in terms of you crash land on a planet, you're a little robot, and you're collecting, you're collecting, um, like, resources to try and, like, fix up a ship or something like that. Right. Uh, but then it and then turns... And then you find another ship. And there's another and robot that robot. helps you out. And then you're fighting things. Then you had to like, but yeah, but then you had to protect that robot. And then like, as this is going on, like story stuff is being talked about by the like, both the ships have like an AI core that is like talking to you, the player character. So it's like story stuff is going on with that. So we were like, oh, maybe this is more of a story focused game. And then it's like, no, well then like it's like at the end it's like an open world survival game with a in depth narrative that leads you along it's just like oh then what yeah <laughs> i don't know the thing is it's much like logic bots this too kind of had a very like this is a small team 
feel, feel. in that it yeah. was the script, a little janky the script, looking. The script of the dialogue, also, like, the, the syntax of the sentence structure, it was all grammatically correct, but it just didn't sound like yeah, how a normal person would say stilted. things. Yeah. So, who knows who came up with this? Who came up with this? Who came up with this? This is as crazy as Vikings fighting samurai fighting knights, which is what For what? Honor is about. That would never about. happen. Yeah, they, they have the launch trailer here for For Honor. Hey, and guys, it do shows. you like modern pop songs? Do you like? I know you do, you hip young kids. I sure do. You love them pop songs. Do you like and singular so do we, words popping up on the screen? Because we're we're hip and fly with it, bros. How are you, how we do you do, also love the kids? pop songs? Yeah, let me play one of the current pop songs that you and I love okay. together over the trailer that I'm about to show you. It's a pretty chill game. Yeah, it's uh, you and your bros could you know like hang and you can and, and, but, uh, and then you can run into some guys and be like, hey, cash me outside. How about that? Oh man, <laughs> extra, and you could be like. <laughs> yes, um, I'm I trying to think of. I named the good like. I named my online persona Harambe. Oh, gosh, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, Ethan. Yeah, I'm this bad. You can't you, listen. You this, can't. You can't. You can't fail at memes if Nintendo already did. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, this was the game. Like this was a, the launch trailer for For Honor. It just had a lot of like. It was a super cut of gameplay. It seemed like just yep. at interesting knights angles. Fighting knights fighting and zombies fighting and samurai fighting. And there probably the, uh, there was an elephant in there for some yeah, reason. That, 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 was that definitely crazy. was the story mode. That was definitely the story mode. Yeah, and there was some dialogue. Or at least, I guess some it's shouting. Like, yeah, some shouting, some shouting that seemed like it was from the story mode, like more than likely. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that was that. That I'm excited for that game. I don't think this trailer will get you more or less excited about the game, regardless. Got me kind uh, of uh, equal excited. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like if you want to see ridiculous things fighting each other, you should check out our next trailer. Injustice Which 2, Swamp Thang! Swamp Thang! So Ed Boon, I guess... That had, from the swamp. I guess, I guess Ed Boon had, like, teased, like, a huge announcement. That, yeah, this and is And then it ended huge? up being Swamp Thang, which, I mean... I, he's hey, pretty, that's cool. He's a, yeah, he's, that's cool. He's a character, I think, a few people were like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy put in Swamp Thang? And they were like, all right, I guess we'll do it. So uh, Swamp Thang <laughs> is here. He's fighting. He's sending out crazy plant tendrils. He's growing branches out of them and and being a crazy yeah. swamp thing. Because that's right. what he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, and he did, that's, the, he did his ultimate thing. Punched yeah, guys on the ground and really punched cool. him a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, so can Swamp Thing like duplicate himself? Because there's a couple times where he was like in two places in that. Yeah. In that trailer. Swamp uh, I don't. I don't a, know anything. I don't know anything about Swamp Thing, so I don't. Yeah, know. Swamp Thing's like a. He's he's interesting because he's like he's kind of the I don't know how, how would how would I describe Swamp Thing? He's kind of like the DC. He's as close to the DC's like universe of like a, a druid would be very in tune with nature. He's kind of the okay. guardian of this entity called the Green, which is basically anything that is plant life. 
is, so his poison ivy is connected through the green. That's the weird thing is some people were like a little pissed off because they were like Swamp Thing. I thought they were already putting poison ivy in the game, which was another big rumor was that they were putting poison ivy in the game. I guess this, I guess these I guess either of these this character would have definitely fueled that rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got don't enough know. Batman. So I mean, it's cool to see other types mm-hmm. of DC. Yeah. That's a, that's the thing too is he wasn't in Injustice One, so he him Robin Blue Beetle, Atrocitus, and now Black Canary are all new characters who were not in the first Injustice. Oh, Supergirl as well. So they're yes. they're definitely introducing a lot of new characters and not a ton of returning characters. So far, it's only been Batman, uh, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and no hmm. other. Returning characters have really shown up. They showed Flash in that early cinematic trailer, but I don't think they've shown gameplay of him yet, so I'm sure he's in there, but it's he just hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. This was huh. a interesting. Yeah, this was a this was a good trailer. You know, it, it was a fighting game trailer. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but it was definitely like here's the character and here's his moves. Here's and what he here's can his do. Super move. Here's the crazy yeah. stuff. And then that's it. And that cool. is it for trailer trash as well. And it is it for Trailer Trash. So, guys. Yeah? What do you, who won Trailer Trash this week? Hmm. I know my pick was Deluvian. Okay. That's just me. That's a good. That's just me. That's a, that's a solid, solid pick. I'm going to go with Injustice 2. I don't know. For some reason, that trailer made me really want to actually get that game, which I was kind of like, eh, about. But then seeing it maybe in action made me go like, man, I really did like Injustice 1. That game was really fun. And I didn't even like really understand fighting games back then. But like just the the weird DC world they created was really good. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, fe- I do feel like this, like I am more than likely getting Injustice 2 regardless but i can't say i was like super excited for the game like for some reason this is the first character trailer that's made me like excited for the game i don't know maybe i just really liked all the the stuff they showed swamp thing doing but having said that the trailer that i chose is actually perception perception to me was like really really interesting and spooky yeah. and scary and i will definitely watch Markiplier or somebody play that <laughs> game, but I will not. Have you play watched that game. Uh, Resident Evil Seven yet? What's up? Have you seen any of Resident Evil Seven? I've yet? seen Have most been... of Resident Evil Seven. Okay. Yeah. I I've been wanting to watch that, but I, I watched a quick look of that, and that even that was like pretty freaky with three dudes. Oh, totally. Being chuckleheads the entire time. Yeah. No. I've uh, I've I've put on like a an episode of Resident Evil like at the end of the night like watching Markiplier play Resident Evil or whatever. And even though he's like yelling and being goofy over it too, it's like at the end of it's, one it's, episode, it's, I'm it's like, I whole... don't know if I can, I think I might yeah. switch to something else before I go to sleep. Cause I'm, it, it's scary. that whole thing. Of, it's, it's that whole thing of like, there's a dude right behind me. Isn't there? There's a dude right behind mm-hmm. me. I'm running away from him right now. I know he's following me. I'm just going to turn to see where he is. Oh my gosh. He's right behind mm-hmm. me. <laughs> like, like that is, that I'll play that the... game someday. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll uh, I'll be there for that. Yeah, yeah. You'll be here I mean, for all these times. No, you won't know that I'm there for that one. But oh no, I'll be there. No, no, I'll be there. <laughs> no, and you you should be there on our website. That is pixellegends.com. Uh, you can check it out uh, anytime. 
with one L. Be sure to remember that. Pixelwatches.com with one L. Uh, we also have this podcast. It's featured on iTunes. You can check us out. Uh, if you give us a rating and review, we would really appreciate it. If you like the podcast, that is. If you don't like it, then, you know, keep your opinion to yourself, man. Jeez. Jeez. Serious. Uh, we're, we're on, we're on uh, Twitter at Pixel underscore Legends. We're also on um, Facebook. If you want to like us on there, you can do that as well. Uh, anything else? Did I forget anything? Did I forget where to go? Pixelwatches.com. 1L. Check it out. Ricardo. Yes. As always. What up? Take us away. Take you away. Away. Away, away. We're explorers in an ancient time. We tell our stories of an elders in a never-ending chain. Away, away. We keep our island in our mind. And when it's time to come home, we know the way. Perfect. Pre-order to get the Kevin Bar on February!